Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker. And recurring guest, Alex Rubenstein, is here. How you doing, Alex? Hey. So we watched Enemies Closer, and it was at Alex's recommendation. And mm -hmm. uh, Alex, how did you come across this movie? Make it quick. Um, I got really high, and I looked at the, like, HBO, I think it was HBO listings. And I was like, shit, I really want to watch a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. What the fuck is Enemies Closer? And I looked it up for like three seconds on the internet and I was like, press play. And uh, I have to say, this one was worth it. We were we were a little bit hesitant. We're just like, Enemies Closer, what the hell is that? It sounds like a generic <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. In, in, in and of itself, there's no problem here. But it's like, oh, you know, directed DVD and you know, Canadian movie and stuff like that. But... You made a pretty compelling case, and I'm pretty sure that we came out the victors here because this is a movie that is worth talking about somehow. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> direct-to-DVD Jean-Claude Van Damme action movie. God bless this beautiful country. So, before we get into it, Parker, got any news for us? Buddy. Friend. Let me tell you about how much everyone loves Ready Player One, oh. and now you have to watch it. <laughs> All of these glowing reviews. Chris, it's nothing like the book. <laughs> oh, that's Aren't actually that's, excited. No, that's good, because I heard the book's like really bad and pandering. How dare you, <laughs> lifelong film fan, doubt Steven Spielberg, who's made numerous classics in the last 20 years. Yeah, like War Horse. S like Minority Report. And maybe something else. <laughs> yes, we all love Jaws and Jurassic Park, but I will blow my brains out before I ever sit through the post. And that is a promise. <laughs> I can't believe that got nominated for Best Picture. Speaking of Best Picture, I, you know, speaking of, like, everyone is bad rapping Shape of Water now. I keep hearing so much blowback. I was like, I'm not going to watch the, you know, movie where it's so much fucks. That sounds weird. The movie's a masterpiece. That movie's gonna be a classic. I guarantee it. People are still gonna be talking about that movie. Yeah, I've got, I've got someone on my uh, on my Facebook page who thinks it's the worst Guillermo del Toro movie he's ever seen. It's easily. Sp I'm not doing this. Uh, continue with the news, Parker. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of a masterpiece, there was a surprise movie that showed up in South by Southwest. Chris, do you want to take two guesses as to what it was? <laughs> no, what is South by Southwest? Unfriended! Dark Web, the sequel to the horror movie Unfriended oh. that all takes place on a computer screen. Didn't that come out last year? <laughs> you fucking witch. <laughs> you saw that one in theaters, didn't you? No. <laughs> you probably saw it on that with my bad taste looks like this movie was filmed on a computer screen. I'm not going to pay $10 to watch it. <laughs> Guess what, Chris? It's not good. But that's what sequels are for. To expand on a premise. To improve it. I can't wait for you to give it a fair shake. <sighs> can't write. Okay, uh, what else happened that you're going to ruin my life with? 
<laughs> so you're not interested in that? You don't like sequels? Or I, reboots? It depends. Or cinematic universes? No, I don't like the latter two, no. Well, you're gonna hate the entire new segment today. Oh god. <laughs> hey, remember how like Disney's buying out Fox and they're getting rights to all those movies? Like X-Men and all that? Yeah. That's not stopping Fox from announcing they want to make three X-Men movies a year, my friend. What? That's not... Wow. I, well, there are a lot of X-Men. This could be possible. You have really great X-Men that everyone cares about, like The Beast, standalone movie. Or how about Jubilee, <laughs> standalone movie. Or how about Cyclops, standalone movie. They had the nerve to once again put a release date on that Gambit movie. That will never, <laughs> ever happen. Dude, how do you not put Jean-Claude Van Damme as Gambit? Because I just watched Enemies Closer and his face <laughs> is upsetting. <laughs> I don't know what's happened. Yeah, it's basically an old leather jacket. And he looks like a fucking football with <laughs> the best hair I've ever seen. Yeah, well, we'll get into that Lions meme later on. Uh, so speaking of remakes, I know you love remakes. No. Chris, how do you feel about The Crow? You know what? I don't think I've ever actually watched The Crow. Well, you know what? You'll have your chance to next year when Jason no. Momoa. What no, I think no. of tall, lanky goth guy. I think of the massive Samoa. <laughs> oh my god. favorite character from Justice Man with all those great lines like, Yeah! <laughs> I I can't imagine putting Jason Moana in this movie. I, why would you remake this anyway? Why would they made a sequel to it? Remember how insulting the sequel Multiple was? Sequels. <laughs> Look, just because our main main actor tragically died doesn't mean we can't exploit the direct DVD market. Mm -hmm. And that's a great lesson, in capitalism. You can die, and they'll just put some other dude in makeup. And someone will buy it. It's kind of funny because they did the exact same thing to Brandon Lee's father, Bruce Lee. They tried to do it with <laughs> Jackie Chan. But he's not... He's not dead. Yeah, they... Well, they tried to make Jackie Chan like the next Bruce Lee, is what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, if Jackie Chan tells the, st the story in a really funny way, they're like, The next Bruce Lee! Bruce Lee's in big letters and at the very bottom. Jackie Chan. <laughs> and he was just like... It's like, hey, wait a minute, that's not fair. <laughs> Speaking of Rush Hour 4. <laughs> that's the thing that's really happened oh, that you reminded me of. Are they going to get Joe Pesci in it? Like all the Lethal Weapon sequels? <laughs> now, you watch old movies. Oh, yeah. You're essentially an old man. Yeah. Do you remember the $6 million man? No. You don't? You don't remember the classic 70s TV series? Oh, I don't watch old Austin. TV shows. Well, then you're gonna love Mark Wahlberg as the six billion dollar. <laughs> no! No! No, I'm, I'm sad now. This is sad. I'm sad. Alex, how does this feel? This is awful. This is every single week for me. Get a bionic arm, beat Deborah. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, we'll wipe that fucking smile off your face because Chris Hemsworth will be starring in a Men in Black reboot. You no, stupid no, motherfucker. You can't no. just do oh that. Oh my god. Parker, I find that personally offensive because it's high time that we have an all women cast for Men in Black. 
<laughs> Don't worry. They want his partner to be a woman of color, friend. So nice try. Oh, good. We'll get Lu- uh, we'll get Lupita Nyong'o to be one of the bit part aliens. <laughs> She'll be those four little cricket things that just sit around. Get Daniel Kaluuya, according to Parker. That's how you say his name. I was, you know what? I don't. I'm not gonna listen. To play to that, the John Reese Davies like role. <laughs> Whatever. He only mangled it a little bit. I'm gonna call it Daniel Kaluuya. The fact when that I didn't call. No, you know what? <laughs> but what if Lupita Nyong'o was just Vincent D'Onofrio's character, just this giant bug lady wearing people's skin? <laughs> Dude, whenever you say Lupita, I can't help but think of that MSD episode of Santa Claus. No, Lupita, don't steal that doll. Yeah, that's my favorite anime. Her and Fujiko and that weird samurai guy. Chris, why aren't you talking? Okay, so next uh, part of the news segment, I guess. What's that? Did you say Highlander reboot? No, I don't know. I, no, okay. I you can't just like... make shit up on the news segment. I feel like you said Highlander reboot from one of the John Wick directors. Which one? Doesn't matter. They're both the same person. <laughs> what is... Okay, what is going on here? It's like you start off talking about Ready Player One and all this... All the stuff you keep talking about is like, remember this from your past? Well, here it is again. Hey, it worked for them. It worked for Game Master Anthony, who just celebrated the 10th anniversary of his post. <laughs> God bless Game Master Anthony. Uh, man, like, every everything is just unoriginal ideas. It's just like, here's a sequel, here's a reboot, here's a, I don't know, reimagining. I'm so sick of this. Just come up with something new or adapt something that's never been adapted before. Maybe an old book. You know, I've got a couple of Harlan Ellison books that would be really good. For them. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So next. No original uh, ideas are left anymore. <laughs> so John Favreau is writing a Star Wars live action series, no, <laughs> and you're gonna watch every second of it. I mean, you're a big fan of his. I know you love his movies like Swingers and Zathura, so you'll be right there front and center for it. What's <laughs> wrong, buddy? Every. Oh, what? A, no, I'm feeling good. I was so happy to podcast. That's awesome, because I have news of a new comic book cinematic universe for me. For, for of what? What, what is... It's, it doesn't matter. It's, it's done... What cinematic universe? I mean, it's going to be a movie theory. What is it this time? Buddy, we're going to play a little game. So, there's a, there's a comic line called Bloodshot, and the main character is this albino dude, right? And he's just a fucking ripped, massive super soldier. Just a real hunk of meat. I like him already. Can you? I want you to spit some names out. And I'll tell you if you're close on who they cast. As this big hunky guy, big hulking nanite-driven monster of a human being. Uh, if, I don't know. Triple H. Closer than you'd think. Goldberg. Oh, if only. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. The answer you're looking for is Michael the muscle-bound freak known as Vin Diesel, who's not just a giant pudgy potato. <laughs> <laughs> just this large, bald, perfectly spherical man. <laughs> There's a reason he keeps doing these voice roles. 
And so like he puts on like a tank top in the uh, in the Fast and the Furious movies, and they don't even have to do a whole lot of work when they Photoshop in that he's wearing a bulletproof vest on or anything. <laughs> he was like he's in fine enough shape, but they put him next to the Rock, who is a literal superhero. <laughs> it's so unfair. So we get it's called Bloodshot. This is great. It'll go right along with Death Wish. My dad will enjoy this movie. Oh, fucking! Can you please take your dad to see Death Wish and report back? Uh, I'll try. I'll see what I can do with him. Yeah, <laughs> Let's just further put a divide in that relationship. <laughs> He's gonna take over hosting duties on this podcast. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The new segment will be three seconds. Have you ever heard of... Nah. <laughs> was that that gay shit you make my son watch? <laughs> okay, so new segment. Uh, is this fake news? <laughs> oh, All the God. snowflakes on Real Deal No Sex Appeal. <laughs> well, there is a woman, so you're already in bad shape. Also a snowflake. One of those college liberals who who's against free speech won't allow good people like Ann Coulter and Ben Shapiro to talk on campus. Chris, do you need a safe space from Disney movies? Too bad. <laughs> no. Because they released their slate here. I have some names I just want to run by you. Oh, good. I like names. Tim Burton's Dumbo. No! God, no! all the no! 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 no. The elephant's on parade is gonna be the worst thing ever. I can already fucking see it, and Johnny Depp is gonna be the fucking lead. He's gonna be the mouse. He's gonna be the fucking mouse. He's I'm gonna. So he, mad right now. Well, that's also wrong because if you look at the cast list, he's gonna play Jumbo's mother. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, okay. If we're being real, it's gonna be Helena Bonham Carter. Yes, it is. Man, well, I, no way. Okay. They broke up, so so maybe not. They she, that hasn't stopped him from casting her. He keeps putting her in his movies. It's actually so. I pulled up this movie. It's gonna be awful, but I will give credit. The circus owner is Danny DeVito. So you know what? They got that right. Okay, I will be at least tiny second. Danny DeVito torturing this poor CGI elephant. Oh, God. Oh, why does he have to be CGI? People don't understand. The original Dumbo came out just to recoup the losses from Fantasia. It was a quickie. If you look at the movie, it's barely over an hour long. It's just like oh, whip up something for the masses. It just made shh, okay. That'll be good enough. And Just people try love and it. Make they... them cry as hard as possible. It worked, by the way. Chadwick Boseman as Jim Crow at the end of the movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, <yikes. laughs> I'll say, I'll say. <laughs> now, there's two dates here that I find interesting. So, May 3rd, you have Avengers 4, where this whole goddamn thing finally ends, right? Ooh. Of course, and yeah. And then later that month, they're just dumping out Guy Ritchie's horrific Aladdin movie. <laughs> oh, no! No! Like, giving it a month of separation. Oh, my like, God. Can, here. What is We've Guy Ritchie doing? Oh. You haven't seen the cast for Guy Ritchie's Aladdin, my friend? Oh, I, wait, wait, wait. Is this the actual, like, Disney live action Aladdin? The oh. one that they've been talking about for a while? They've been, they've been like, kind of hemming and hawing over what they wanted to do with it. Oh, do you mean the one with Will Smith as the genie? Because the answer is yes. Uh. <laughs> and I just want to run this sentence by you. Okay. Kenneth Branagh's Artemis Fowl. That's the thing. Uh. Uh. I no. boy, I'm not gonna enjoy watching. Is he? I hope he casts himself as Artemis Fowl. And he has the same idiotic <laughs> facial hair from Murder on the Orient Express. 
Do you want a movie that's made for 40-year-olds to fall asleep to on a plane? Cool. Here he is making a movie on a book for children that's 15 years old. <laughs> I hated Artemis Fowl when I read it. I really did. I didn't even read that shit when it came out. Don't, don't read it. It was like required summer reading or something for my public school. It was, I, I was exactly on the right timeline for it, and I just, like, passed it by because it had a dumb cover. I mean, I could, I could be, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Artemis Fowl was a pretty unlikable character or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so, I know that much. I was like, man, I want to read about this, like, um, I think it was like a super-powered spy sort of anti-hero. Fuck you, I'm going to read Animal Farm for the fourth time. Look up. I read one book a year. I didn't have time for Artemis Fowl. <laughs> and it was the Bible. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait to talk about the Bible later. Um, what? Oh, no. Can we talk about the movies you watched, friend? Are they remaking oh. the Bible? Okay, that's a good point. Uh, any other news? Well, I guess one last bit. Speaking of the Bible, and speaking of Kristen Wiig and her incredible cameo in Mother. No. Are you ready for Wonder Woman 2? With Kristen Wiig, your favorite actress. I was wondering, Luthor, if I could perhaps get a pair of... What we need are a few items to help us in our perfect plan to stop the super friends. Uh, We'll start off uh, nice and easy. Uh, Alex, what did you see recently? Uh, Well, I finally watched Black Panther for my birthday. Sounds good. Parker, what did you see? that was fun. I'm not done yet. (laughs) Let me explain Black Panther to you. It's... We exactly. already talked about this on the podcast. If you guys want our take on it, you can listen to episode. Well, it's uh, it. it you want to hear some qualified opinions? It what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, buddy. Um, it was our. It was all right. I. I liked it. I liked it about as much as I've liked every other Marvel movie that I liked. Okay. So it was incredible. Cool. Now, Next movie. Alex, yes. are you and then Alex? Also, what? Are you Chinese? Do you have any Chinese ancestry at all? Uh-oh. No, no. Parker, did you see the Chinese reviews for uh, this <laughs> yeah, movie? Sure did. <laughs> oh my god, what? China does not like this movie. They keep saying it's too black. <laughs> you have audience members the over Ch- there. These are Chinese audience members. This is not me. This is not even Americans. Chinese audience members who are saying, okay, so the first seat is black people at night. It was so dark I couldn't even find my seat. What the fuck is wrong with China? Oh, Guess what? Boy. Chinese people are racist as fuck. Racism. Uh, okay, move, moving on away from Black Panther. Um, I also watched wow. Phenomenon. Have you heard of that movie? Do 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 do. Yeah. Uh, stars John Travolta and is directed by, as Chris said, a BoJack Horseman character, which it is. Um, it's about. John Travolta, he can do, he can read all the books and he can move things with his mind and he can predict earthquakes and is, he was, he was visited by aliens or was he? Nope. As it turns out, it was a tumor and he dies. (laughs) (laughs) And also hilariously enough, Forrest Whitaker is in both of these movies and both times he mails it in. I'm saying it right now. Forrest Whitaker mailed that shit in. Has Forrest Whitaker been bad for like a decade now? He's. I don't think he's ever been good. I Fuck you. He was Chris great in the last take. Scotsman. The last. Tri- what was the last game of Scotland? Be careful not to burn yourself on that take. He was great in that movie. He's never been good. He was. He was the last no, game of Scotland. He's never. He's never given a shit. <laughs> 
he was fantastic in that to movie. show up at Disney movies now and give a speech and then die. Yeah, pretty much. He's he's gonna be like uh, James Earl Jones in The Lion King, except he's gonna be James Earl Jones again. <laughs> Hopefully, no, they'll screw it up somehow. They'll give it to like someone Buddy. who shouldn't be in that movie. That cast is done. Yeah, I don't care. James Earl Jones does not sound good. No, but here we are. Because he's old. And you mean James Earl Jones does not sound good? Do you remember him in Exorcist too? <laughs> I am Kakuma. Oh, I remember God. a lot of things from Exorcist too, and I don't want you to talk about it. Spit that tomato on that spike. What the hell was I watching? Uh, Alex, you watch anything good? Uh, well, I mean, I watched Enemies Closer with you, and we watched a whole bunch of. We, we watched the entire second season of BoJack Horseman, so that was fun. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it yeah. was really hey, awful. That, that in, case, in case you have forgotten, is the one where he goes to, um, oh shit, what's her name? The what deer lady's house. Name? The deer in New Mexico. Trust me, and then I haven't ends. forgotten. <laughs> yeah. I have not forgotten. <laughs> I have to admit, oh, I didn't shit. even feel that bad when it happened. I don't know, maybe it's because oh, I'm a naturally man. positive person. Yeah, he's uh, having a real hard time relating to these characters. He still I, thinks except for Mr. Peanut Butter's character. He's so relatable. Nice. <laughs> Must be nice to not just have this emotional holocaust happen every time you watch an episode. <laughs> uh, Parker, Parker, what did you watch recently? I finally watched The Big Sick, and it was, it was pretty good. Was it Oscar think... material? Sure, why not? <laughs> it's not a thing that matters. Because Chris, didn't you see that back when it came out? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I seem to remember you saying, like, I have nothing to say about it. It was pretty good. And that's about where I felt. Like, yeah, that's, that was enjoyable. Uh, that, I think that is basically what I, the way I feel right now. I was like, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. I paid nothing. I was like, yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. All the performances are good. Holly Hunter didn't drink piss and then explode in that movie. So that was cool. That, that oh. is an upgrade. Uh, what else? But can you say his name? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next movie. Oh, uh, you're funny. Yeah. No. I watched the old old Mike Judge movie Idiocracy. Oh and it's, God. Does it hold up? Does it hold up? Fine. Oh. That was my opinion when I saw it when it first came out. Like, yeah, that was all right. Then it's I watched fine. it again. It's fine. It's fine. I didn't laugh as much as I was hoping to. I'll be honest with you. I think it's somewhat prophetic, isn't it? More so than than I wish to admit. Yeah, a lot has changed in the last decade. Turns out, yeah. everything is still pretty awful. But yeah, there's a lot of like, okay, I got it. We can move on to the next. Oh, one. oh, you watched a movie yeah. where you kept saying, "Okay, I got it." It sounds <laughs> rough, Parker. My brother. So <clears throat> after that, I watched the thirty for thirty movie on the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Oh, oh man. man, we encoded that, that at work. That is a good one. That is a good one. That's that is one of our most electrifying episodes. Yes, it was very weird hearing a pro wrestler cut a promo and mention President Ford. That really fucked with me for a solid five minutes. Yep. <laughs> but uh, we get to the part in the middle where he's talking about how he's just a horrible alcoholic and just drink all day every day, mm -hmm. and he has no apologies. That guy behind the camera's like, he still have a good time and socialize without drinking? She goes, I never tried. Why would I? And it just moves on. <laughs> and it almost that they do the, you know how every wrestler has that arc in their life where everything's just going terrible and they just look like they want to die? Mm -hmm. 
It was just him wrestling in DNA. And just looking like an embarrassment. I mean, everyone keeps focusing on that episode about the number of women that he slept with throughout his life. He's the next Walt Chamberlain or something like that. But they never focus on the fact that he had really bad anxiety. <laughs> he stuttered when he banged 10,000 women. Did he say 10 or 100? Either way, it was absurd. And I'm still at zero. Must be nice, Rick. Yeah, well, must be nice for them. They're with the nature board. And then, of course, and then, of course, it ends with them talking about his dead son. It's like, oh, I was having a lot of fun here. And then everyone's like, yeah, I guess Ric Flair's not really an example to live your life. It's like, oh, boy. Well, oops. Don't get your son in the wrestling business and get him addicted to heroin. Life lesson. Yeah, maybe not. You know what you should get your son into? A good, wholesome activity like playing old arcade games. You know yeah, what? That's, that's I appreciate the setup you gave me. I really do. Because I want to talk about Billy Mitchell for the next four hours. <laughs> okay, I Parker. The top Kong five God. film villain in history. Dude, the scene... Because <clears throat> I've seen this before and I've also seen there was an old, old MTV special about pro gamers. Because why wouldn't there be? The scene of him going to grocery stores and pushing other hot sauces to the back and pulling his to the front of the shelf is the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. He is... He's a pog. He's a nasty <laughs> hoe. He's the greatest villain I've ever seen in anything. I fucking... I love him so much. Okay, so Parker, I got my list of the top five film villains. It goes like this. Number five, The Joker. Number four, Darth <laughs> Vader. Number three, Nurse Ratched. Number two, Hal from 2001 Space Odyssey. Number one, Billy Mitchell. He's... The biggest piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, every single fucking, like, aside they have with him. <laughs> like, he so embodies everything that's terrible about America and the way we think. <laughs> and then he just... Mama my tie. Hey, USA. <laughs> to make sure America was on top on the fucking Joust Arcade. <laughs> Can we please talk about how everyone keeps mispronouncing Steve Weeby's last name? <laughs> they never get his name right the entire movie. <laughs> Every single time it's like, oh, it's actually, it's actually Weeby. <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot, you know. Uh, I like how, like, five minutes sounds like, what is he, like, autistic? And his mom's like, yeah, we think he might be on the spectrum. <laughs> Uh, Parker, we got a kill screen coming up for Donkey Kong. If you want to go check it out, <laughs> I want to get the DVD and watch the hundreds of hours of footage because after doing a lot of digging, like, do you remember how he sends the old lady with the tape of his fucking run that shouldn't have been accepted in the first place? Yeah. Well, apparently, so they get everyone gathered there originally. Everyone's there. They put the tape in to find out Billy had accidentally sent them a VHS of wrestling he'd recorded off TV. <laughs> I want to see that more than I've ever wanted to see anything. Just all these people in a fun spot watching Monday Night Raw. Like, um, was Billy like, was he in the crowd or something? I don't understand. Uh, just a little, uh, you know, clarification. Howard Day always wears that referee outfit. He's so cool. Imagine being like a referee for fucking arcade games. <laughs> and he even accepted that fraudulent tape anyway. It owns what you do digging and realize that, like, Billy has a stake in that company. <laughs> Of course, they just watch and go, yeah, that's good enough. You're the champ, Billy. We love you. But now we don't have high scores anymore, so the company's basically worthless. <laughs> Except for Billy the Mitchell's... greatest game ever made, Pac-Man Championship DX+. Plus. Billy talking about 80s arcade groupies this is the best thing that's ever happened in my life, Chris. What did you watch, and did it have to do with gaming? 
Well, no. Uh, I don't me, care. Oh, okay. uh, well, sorry. I watched uh, <laughs> two old movies and one recent movie. The first movie I watched was 1984's The Killing Fields. This is about the Khmer Rouge in Cambodia right after Jesus the Nixon administration. And guess what? Cambodia during the Khmer Rouge and uh, the two million people that they killed, not a very fun place to live. But are you saying Billy Mitchell's still a higher movie villain than those people? Yes, Billy Mitchell is a better movie villain than Pol Pot, who does not actually <laughs> appear in The Killing Fields. Uh, as for The Killing Fields, this movie is, I would say, okay at best. It actually it has a central, not even a central thesis, but like maybe a tertiary thesis that uh, Nixon's bombing of Cambodia was directly responsible for the Khmer Rouge. The, if the movie's going to make this point, it needs to back this up the movie never actually does a good job of backing up this claim. And that's really bad for the entire movie because the entire time you're just like, okay, I get it, but you need to show how one thing led to another. And it, it spends precious little time at the actual killing fields. And I know it's a really striking visual, but you need to spend a lot more of your movie there if you're going to even call it The Killing Fields. Overall, it's a great movie. The guy who won Best Supporting Actor who had never acted before in his life that made me really happy. And overall, it looks like a fairly accurate portrayal of uh, the events that led up to everything, with the exception of there's one scene where they have to forge a photograph for this guy in order to get him out of the country. It's really exciting. And it never happened. Uh, no. John Malkovich is in the movie. Okay. I really like John Malkovich. So he's in it. And he has hair, real hair. Uh, so there's Does he still have that weird eye? Like that weird stare? <laughs> No, but he continues to talk like this, <laughs> which uh, I kind of like. It's it's like so the most. What you're saying is he's John Malkovich. Yeah, he is John Malkovich, and but the thing is that John Malkovich is one of my all-time favorite actors. He's genuinely one of the most talented individuals we've ever had. So The Wind, <laughs> 1928, starring Lillian Gish. Uh, her name is spelled G I S H. It could be pronounced Gish, but I'm going to call it Jish based I'm off of sure one of the characters. Gish. I'm going to call it Jish because it's oh based off God. a character in the Blair Thumb. <laughs> yeah, because you're the one that calls it Jish. Yeah, I'm going to call Glad it. Why do you shut her down so you can make a Blair Thumb reference? It's really <laughs> important that I Garbage call her Lillian Jish. It's like. Jish? What kind of a name is Jish? It's just a name, dude. So, uh, The Wind is kind of a weird one. Uh, like I said, it came out in 1928. By that point, sound movies had been out for a year. The, the copy I had had this incredible score. You really got to listen to it. You're like, wow, I don't know what they're doing, but they're really putting in all their effort into this sort of thing. And it basically concerns Lillian Jish, I'm going to call her that, uh, who starts in Virginia, like me, and goes west, and she's just surrounded by all this wind out there in the Old West, so it is partially western. And uh, she's, first of all, she is gorgeous, and she's always been one of the most gorgeous uh, screen actresses who've ever lived. But she's also incredibly talented. It's just like the little stuff. She just does this little stuff better than most actresses today do. Anyway, she's kind of forced to leave the house that she's staying at for reasons that don't make a whole lot of sense. And she's forced into a marriage just because, hey, I've got nowhere else to go. I have no money. Okay, I'll marry this guy and he'll provide for me and I won't die out here in this terrible wind. Anyway, she's not comfortable. Like, he kisses her and the look on her face when she doesn't want to be kissed... I mean, it just knocked me out because it's so subtle, but it's just like, oh, geez, I feel so bad for her. Anyway, the wind is starting to like drive her insane. And the guy goes away and she's like, no, I want him back or something like that. She's, she, she doesn't really know what's going on because of all this wind. She accidentally kills a guy. 
And then there's the ending. Hollywood, uh, according to Lillian Jish, uh, mandated a happy ending for the movie. And she kind of just lets Stockholm Syndrome take over her. And she's like, well, my husband's back. Now I'll be happy because I have a man. Fade to black. Thank you for watching. No refunds. I uh, The original ending apparently was supposed to be her wandering off into the wilderness to die almost certain death. And I was just like, well, that'd be a much better ending. That'd really be, I mean, it'd be a downer ending, but it would just be really powerful working with the, the movie and the themes. And it would, it would make sense. It'd be an allegory for like all this other stuff. It'd be better than Grapes of Wrath. And they were like, no, she has a man now. She's happy. It is good to have a man. Uh, I I didn't like that, but everything else in the movie is so well done. It's shot well. It's acted well. It's it's written pretty decently, and the score is so. Uh, I'm, I'm really upset about that ending. I haven't seen an ending that bad since Ginger Snaps Two Unleashed. Oh wow. God, it was yeah. so awful. That's a deep cut. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we've all seen that. I'm I'm really happy about that. Uh, <laughs> they should have just done the ending like they did with all of those uh, Hitchcock Presents episodes. Where they just have, like, she wanders off into the forest and then they have a, a card come down that says, her husband found her and they lived happily ever after the end. <laughs> and that would have been better, because then you could just ignore it. Parker, you know what I got recently? Man. You, I, you know what? No, I'll be nice. What'd you get recently, buddy? I, I recently got a Bible. Uh, I found a Bible Ooh, uh, at home. And I was just like, you know what? I've been looking for a Bible. I happen to be a practicing Catholic in good standing and i was just like hey, you know what? i need a bible well mostly and i i mean you know, i need a bible and you know look through it and this one's got color pictures and everything because i'm on a first grade reading okay, level okay okay and uh <laughs> and it's you know it's it's good it's like i have it it looks decent or whatever it's still paperback sort of it's kind of flimsy i wish it was hardcover but whatever so now i can't throw it at someone so in mother 2017 directed by darren aronofsky i did not see it in theaters when it came out uh did you no. Oh, boy. Uh, I remember Alex had a very strong reaction. Other Alex had a very strong reaction to it. He hated it. He said it was like, once you understand what they're going for, what they're trying to do, it becomes so heavy-handed and over-the-top and like, I get it, I get it, I get it. Parker, go ahead and ask me. Chris, did you get it? Yes, I got it. I got it. God damn it. I got it. So Language. I... I'm trying not to spend too much time here because at some point we actually do have to talk about enemies closer. It's going to be like a five minute segment. Be like, yeah, it was all right. His hair was kind of weird. No, no, no. So for Mother, it it stars Javier Bardem as God. It was like, oh, but in the credits is David's hip. No, he's God. Okay, that's like, I got it. And oh my God, the credits. I forgot about that those. Fucking stupid Holy thing. Jesus. And it stars Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Her. <laughs> it stars the Jennifer Lawrence sex doll. Which, it isn't actually Jennifer Lawrence. This is a robot as Mother Nature. That's what they're trying to do. Jennifer Lawrence moves like a video game character in this movie and does not act. She she straight up, I don't consider this acting. I'm sure she's a very talented actress. She was in, uh, what was that really good movie? Don't say X-Men. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse. No, Passengers. Uh, she's. I assume she is a talented actress, but she she has the same face throughout the entire movie, and I cannot stand it. She just looks bewildered the entire time, and I hate it. Anyway, Ed Harris decides to come in there and ruin everything. He plays Adam. Then Michelle Pfeiffer comes in. She plays Eve. They have two sons who are Cain and Abel. Cain kills Abel. He gets the mark of Cain on his forehead. 
this is about the 45 minute mark. This is where I started to get it. I was like, oh, it's Cain and Abel. That's what they're doing. Because at some point you start to realize that people aren't acting as normal human beings would. This is not a problem. See, if you were to put this into a genre, you would really call Mother part of the nightmare genre. You can put movies like The Night of the Hunter, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, Eraserhead, arguably Rosemary's Baby, into that category. It is a nightmare genre. The whole movie is kind of like a nightmare. And or some people call it allegorical art house. It's too many words for me, so I don't really know what any of those things mean. But mostly, I, I can see where they're going. I'm like, oh, okay, Cain and Abel, God, Mother Nature, let's see what's going on here. Anyway, let's like he's like, oh, I wrote this new poem. It'll be like the New Testament. At some point, Mother Nature gets pregnant and she gives birth to Jesus, I guess. And uh, I'm going to spoil it because this movie isn't worth watching. Uh, she gives birth to Jesus inside the house and uh, they take the baby from her and the crowd is carrying the baby. The baby is pissing all over the place. Thank you. Depicted Jesus Christ pissing all over the place. I really like it. And then the baby's neck snaps with an audible crack and uh, then they place the baby, the dead baby Jesus on an altar and they tear him limb from limb and they start eating his body and everything like that because Catholics eat the body and blood of Christ. I get it. Yeah. All right. Fine. Get I get it. it. I fucking oh, I get see. it. Now I understand why you had a problem with this movie. Oh yeah, that's the one problem. Anyway, before all this, there's a whole bunch of people in this house and she keeps trying to get rid of them. They keep sitting on the sink. She says, hey, it's, it hasn't been reinforced yet. And then it creates a flood. Uh, this is one of the get big... It. Yeah, okay. No one's fine. Then it Do you understand now, though, See how uh, my interpretation of the movie has been a little bit different since I've had guests here? Mostly I do. This does, oh, it does seem like it would be a bit of a problem. God. Now, uh, have you called the riot squad on them yet? <laughs> no. Kristen Wiig did not show up and go... Hey, why are these people in your house? I'm also giving a performance. I, I am acting. And uh, she starts killing people, you know, like the Spanish Inquisition. Get it? Yeah. And uh, they they should have made her do a Spanish accent. Uh, <laughs> so all my friends were saying, oh yeah, when the Riot Squad showed up, that was like one of the best parts of the movie. It was so well done. I was like, that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. I was like cracking I forgot up. that happened. It was like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. The movie does use the geometry of the house well. And it also has no score. And I think it does that well. But the, the metaphor, the allegory, gets so confused much of the time. I think Darren Aronofsky is trying to make uh, a claim that God does not care about Earth. And God doesn't listen to what Earth is trying to say. And uh, he's, he's, only, he's only in it for the adulation and everything like that. I was like, really? All this from the guy who made Noah? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't, <laughs> no, doesn't work. No, that's also, not fair. He was... He was brought on to Noah. It's entirely fair. This fucking Bro Brooklyn cab driver trying to tell me <laughs> that the flood was started not because God was angry with the world, but because, yeah, the sink wasn't reinforced. So someone sat on it and then the whole place flooded. And like this whole bit was like, oh, it's a crystal. This is like the fruit of the tree and he drives him out of Eden. It's, it's so stupid. It's, it's really, really stupid. Anyway, there is a line in here where Jennifer Lawrence says, I, I'll just go create the apocalypse. And then an hour later, she does. It is so heavy-handed. I get it. I get it. So I you get didn't it. appreciate the Son of God kill screen? I get it. Up? I get it. I just... I, the entire movie, I'm just sitting there. It's like Darren Aronofsky is digging his elbow into my ribs going, do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? I'm like, I, I, okay, fine. I understand what you're trying to do. He says, I wrote it in five days. It didn't look back. Yeah, I can tell, dude. <laughs> No like, I kept trying effort. to get into the movie because there were things that worked. But then it would just nudge you right in the ribs again and go, 
See, look, you see Adam. He's got the thing on his rib where they where they took the rib out. Do you get it? Do you get it? Chris, do you get it? I I'm fucking can't. Some of those scenes just went on for too long because they were really. I think they're just really trying to do like the whole allegory thing. And I'm not like some sort of like film genius over here who could see every single reference. Although I can see most of them because I happen to be somewhat religious. But some of this stuff is just over the top. And then after, okay, so Alex, after they kill the baby, after they kill and eat this baby that this woman just gave birth to, they throw her on the ground, start stomping on her, calling her a bitch and a whore, a slut and a cunt and a Republican. And it's like, okay, guys, I get it. People have no respect for Mother Earth. Will you guys relax? Because a lot of moviegoers were really offended by this movie. Got an F on CinemaScore. They don't give those out a lot. And... What what it makes me give it the fucking Star Wars? Who cares? <laughs> like, come on! It's it is so absurd to me that they're going to make all this stuff and say, "Oh, I was really offended where they cracked the baby's neck." Did you not see that coming? I mean, how could you not see that coming? It's like you know that he's God, you know that his son is going to be Jesus Christ, and you know what happened to Jesus Christ. There are no spoilers for that. Well, I mean, to be fair, you can see it coming and still be offended by it. Well, you know, I would have been offended if I actually wasn't invested in anything. They did such a poor job of every single part of this movie. I mean, why not make it less subtle? Why not put him on, like, an actual cross? Why not do that before you kill him? Why not just have uh, Michelle Pfeiffer dress with a fig leaf over her tits? (laughs) Why don't you just imagine Mike Myers in a fat suit eating Jesus now? (laughs) <laughs> for the rest of your life so i can safely oh say i hate mother i i absolutely hate this movie i and love mother and she should have won the election and <laughs> jesus what don't talk that mother way mother about always. jeb bush's mom <laughs> enemies closer stars jean-claude van damme as xander corvus did we watch two movies in a row with a character named xander <laughs> oh my god i think we might have <laughs> Uh, How does this happen? Yeah, uh, enemies closer. Yeah, he plays a Mountie. Parker, what were your thoughts when the first Mountie showed up before Jean-Claude Van Damme, where he's bald and looks like a Nazi? The ghoulish-looking man who looks like a fucking character from The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mary. It was very... Very off-putting. No, Parker, we're actually getting ahead of ourselves. Can we talk about... This is the second time, I think, in film history where I've really focused on, like... I, I guess like the title screen of the movie. Uh, oh, the, you too, the, huh? The other oh, time I did God. it was for the room where he has like two intros. It's like Wiseau Productions. And you're just like what? <laughs> for this one, <laughs> this was the, the fucking car. It was like the beginning of a twisted metal game. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I could only There's imagine not a Alex's car face when movie. that happened. <laughs> Everyone uses boats. Because <laughs> no it's a wheel to be found. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it also stars Tom Everett Scott, who has three first names, as Henry Taylor, who has two first names. So he, <laughs> he is former military. In case you couldn't tell, he uses clicks to measure distance and uh, absquatulates beer from kids and lets them drink straight alcohol. Nice guy. And uh, he is, I don't know if there is a word in the English language for the performance that he's giving in this movie, but when he goes up to that cabin to talk to Uncle Doofy and be like, uh, hey, is that stew you're making? Smells good. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, he was, he was in this movie and he walks around and he just looks lost. He looks lost and it's like, is he being paid by anyone? What does he do? Uh, anyway. Are you... 
are you sure you're supposed to be on set? Are yeah. you here because of the movie, or are you lost? Now, before I get to Jean-Claude Van Damme, I want to get to Kayla first. Uh, oh, Lindsay Cocker, boy. barely know her, plays Kayla, and she's nice. hiking in the woods, and she trips and twists her ankle or something, gets a trapped in it, I don't know. And uh, she's sitting there, and I hear her voice. I'm like, oh, some poor little eight-year-old girl has fallen you know underneath a log how how will they save her no lindsay cocker is not eight years old in this movie in fact i would say that in this movie she's 26 and she has the i'm not kidding she has the voice of an eight-year-old it's really weird she's got that jennifer tilly thing going on oh, oh. god that's a good comparison yeah uh i confess something from will and grace <laughs> Please be nice to Megan Mullally. Oh, She's a treasure. A, uh, my dad won't let me watch that show. Anyway, she's... Uh, <laughs> okay. So my Can dad... I confess something about this scene real quick? Yeah. See so you know how the movie started with those two hikers? Yeah. I spent this entire scene thinking that it was the same woman that she was trying to trap them. <laughs> so, the other, so the creepy foreign dude could attack him, I swear to God. You took my beer! <laughs> exactly. I mean... You don't give a guy that accent in a direct DVD movie and have him not be a villain. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, she's she's uh, getting carried by Tom Everett Scott Henry Taylor, uh, and she, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Please get it right. There we go. And anyway, so he carries her back to his cabin. We're like, oh yeah, our rating. Here we go. Kayla really seems like she wants to sleep with this guy, and the look on Henry Taylor's face uh, the entire time that she's trying to seduce him is just like. Uh, yeah, I, I I have to do work, right? What do you? What is this? Girls try to hit up? Ew, you know. Anyway, she he he puts her on a boat and tells her to row her ass back to wherever she came from, and she's just like, "Please, dare tonight. Please give me some. I need I need this desperately." And he's just like, "Yeah, fine. I guess whatever. Leave me alone." <laughs> she puts herself out there and he's just like alright your ankle looks better puts her on a boat and sits her off like she was unable to walk he's like well here's a glass of water yeah, isn't paddle your ass home how she was completely un- she was unable to walk and then like as she's walking out of the cabin she's perfectly fine I think no she was faking it I wouldn't know what it's like for a woman to fake you it anyway Jean-Claude it. Van Damme is in this scene as well uh, he walks into a uh, built <laughs> well you know what, Alex how about you describe the entrance of our one beloved JCVD oh no you've you've been doing you've been doing a great job so far oh god bless anyway she <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh so I it's, just, it's, it's I, ice, all I, all I guess. All I can think of is the, is the, the part that, well, we're not there yet. Just go on. Okay, it's it's just ice meeting in this secret military base or, or whatever you use for these movies that cost about $25. Why were they filming in the fucking bunker on Indoor from Return of the Jedi's? <laughs> Fucking Jesus. Okay. Yeah. That, I think that's exactly where they filmed it. It's exactly when those doors open. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so they're filming in there and they're just shooting the shit. Anyway, uh, a Nazi Mountie comes by and tells him, we would uh, really like to uh, help you out with... Uh, I don't know what it was. I couldn't quite understand what he was saying. Did the, begin- the beginning of it... The beginning of it was that a plane crashed. And they were and they were tracking the plane, and they're like, the plane's gone. And then the Mounties show up, and they're like, we would ha- like to help you find the plane. And they were like, we don't need your help finding the plane. And they were like, please. 
and the cops were like, no. <laughs> you know how people get like shorter when they grow older? Jean-Claude Van Damme is supposed to be five foot ten. He looks like he's about five six in this he's movie. The smallest person in every shot. It's so good. It's really funny just how itty bitty he is in this movie. He walks in and with a light behind him framing his hair. Let's talk for a good forty-five minutes about his hair in this movie. Alternate take. Can we call him the itty bitty kicky committee? Who says no? <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, he's got hair. We've described it in many different ways. I described it as that one monkey assistant from the Jungle Book who goes, and uh, Parker described it as Sting's hair now, <laughs> which is the saddest thing. He looks like you remember Nicolas Cage's hair in Next. How could yes. I ever forget? That's exactly. He looks- yes, the the. I've seen that Photoshop picture of him with, like, the bird on his head. He looks like that. That's what it looks like. But also going Super Saiyan. (laughs) (laughs) It's just straight back and blonde. Speaking of Super Saiyan, I really liked your retweet of that, uh, (laughs) fucking Peter Griffin. (laughs) (laughs) I watched it six times. I told told him, you you said his hair looked like Sting's. And I was like, shit, it does. But I was thinking of that picture, uh, the the poster of Dune with Sting. <laughs> Which his hair also looks like that. Oh my goodness, it's beautiful, isn't it? It really is beautiful. Can um, you imagine John claude Van Damme saying Quizats had her act though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's sending out an SOS. So uh, he, oh, had, he decides to beat up everyone in this movie. And it's really cool. And he actually has a couple pretty good lines. The guy's like, hey, I got a gun. And the guy's like, yeah, but I've got a guy. <laughs> I don't know. I like that line. It's, I don't know. It's funny. And he, were you also terrified that Ice were going to be the good guys in this movie for a second? Because uh, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah, uh, I, you know what? That's the thing is you still feel sympathy for them. Uh, Alice kind of called this Do one I? out that this movie is, what is it, our second in a row that has uh, right-wing propaganda in it? No, no. The, the one from last week was left-wing, essentially left-wing propaganda. It's very essentially. Uh, and whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. No, is, no, this Alex. This one is just flat-out right-wing propaganda. Alex, Alex, last week's movie was right-wing propaganda. Do you not want to go kill the bugs? Okay. I want to uh, do my part. Yeah, uh, okay. Alex, you're a civilian. We're citizens. Yes, I'm, um, yeah. Yeah, we want to go kill the bug menace. The first day. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This That's because you didn't go to boot camp. Be like, look at this bitch. Bam! That's what happened. You should have followed the like squad leader's commands. Okay, we're getting into last week. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this portrays the bounties as bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> sure, yeah. something. It is I a don't very understand. Canadian movie. I, I mean, was really hoping for Bob and Doug Mackenzie so. to come out in this movie. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just see that little spider kick he threw on him. Oh, that was pretty decent, eh? <laughs> like I, I have to admit that Jean-Claude Van Damme is 57 and showing it indeed he looks like Grandma Dried Applehead but his voice is identical <laughs> to his voice in yeah. Hard Target um, it sounds like changed. his English is getting worse as he gets older and shorter that is definitely true I didn't yeah. understand what he was saying but he was, he was also speaking French for much of the movie also yeah, this his I, French I is kind of spot on I, I, I think if you get him in, in a situation where he's speaking a lot of French, his English is probably going to get worse just a- accidentally. 
Yeah. Because but maybe... if you're speaking your native tongue, like and you keep having to switch back and forth, you, the the native tongue is going to blur into the one that you're trying to speak. Well, then maybe don't cast him to play the manic charisma Joker if he can't <laughs> yeah. speak the language. Well, I I will defend the casting of Jean Claude Van Damme because apparently the scuttlebutt about this movie is that they didn't really have a vision for what they were trying to do until they oh, cast no him, way. and he was just don't fucking say. And Jean Claude Van Damme went up to the director and was like. I'm just gonna do my voice for it. It's like, hey, how about I do my own thing here? I'll just, I'll, let me just riff, okay? I'll just, I, I'm going to create something for me. You just tell me if I'm exploring the space correctly. Just let me know. Let me play with the boundaries here. Let's see what we come up with. And the director just said go and never said no. Yep. So he started talking about being vegan and cows farting, and then murdered the entire room. Yeah. Oh, yeah just riff, Johnny. The initial the initial shot of him starts with his feet and those sad little canvas booties he's wearing. <laughs> and then it pans up into this this great like mounty uniform and then the hair happens and you're like, Well, I'm invested in this movie. I can't leave. Correct. <laughs> you cannot turn this off. You really cannot. No. <laughs> in fact, it is such a disservice that the poster for this movie is I don't even I, I remember saying the poster I was just like, Oh, that's a waste of time. If you yeah, have him in full mounty regalia with his hair, I, I'm yeah. first in line. Put that in theaters yeah yeah the place where i uh, acquired this movie that was definitely the first screenshot i was like well i guess we're doing this this week <laughs> just him standing in that doorway with that heavenly glow behind him his aura so powerful now the aura goes away because they go into like a back room for him to beat up that last guy and a nazi walks in on him and they're like, he's just like uh be done in a second then he finishes killing that guy did you notice it was all filmed in like uh silhouette I think that was yeah. how they could get yeah. the uh, the stuntmen in there. Really creative, except they do it like nine more times in the movie. <laughs> hey, if you I, guys I, like dimly lit fights with cuts every second, you're gonna love this movie. I fucking, I fucking love this. It's at the end of every single one of the trailers that I watched, and you're gonna say a fucking science. perfect trailer. I watched like six of them. That bit where he walks up the side of the of the locker and then does this like spin flip and grabs the guy's head with his with his legs and just brings him down like he's a fucking boa constrictor. Awesome. It's pretty so good. good. Pretty I nice. Ray Mysterio Jr. <laughs> that's how they sold the movie. They just filmed that first. Like, can we mm-hmm. have ten thousand dollars, please? <laughs> Who says yeah. no? It's it's really it's it's actually kind of funny because it's it actually kind of, funny? Kind of foreshadows a lot of the fighting in this movie like so much of it is leg based <laughs> which I appreciate speaking as someone with killer legs that is kind of my wheelhouse here except there are no wheels in this movie because everyone rides a stick and boat uh, so we cut back to Jonathan Taylor Thomas's house he's sitting there by himself reading probably hoping that she'll call to cancel the plans and uh, he gets a knock on the door it's Orlando Jones in a movie that came out in 2013 yeah. and uh, <laughs> he's, he's still he's still around <laughs> Sort of. Anyway, they, he decides surprise. to talk it out, and Orlando Jones brings out a gun, and he counters with a knife, and he literally says, "Looks like you brought a you brought a knife to a gunfight." And I was like, "Come on, <laughs> don't do, don't give away the end of the movie yet, Alex." So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they're uh, you know arguing about something. Orlando Jones is really mad because Jonathan Taylor Thomas used to be in the military, and he had. <laughs> control over the squad he went into this one place and orlando jones brother was killed and they, boy this goes on for way too long they're really yeah, trying they, to make a story out of this now it's like after i saw jean-claude van damme's hair you guys don't get a story you don't get a 
backstory, least of all. Yeah, it was it was kind of like, you killed my brother. I didn't kill your brother. You killed my brother. I didn't kill your brother. You killed my brother. I didn't kill your brother. Just I love the recurring theme of him just constantly bringing it up like, yeah, so you see, I actually had to let your brother die. All right, we have to get to this house now. <laughs> just him <laughs> expecting gotta, to brush go. these guys are These guys are hunting us. Don't worry. You can kill me after after we're done <laughs> being hunted by these other guys and killing them instead. It's, it's like... The way it bond, they bond like... Oh, you, you know you shouldn't bring up my brother. <laughs> you little, ah, oh, come here. Oh, you're too much. <laughs> they keep going. Damn. They keep treading this ground. It's like, by the way, I didn't kill your brother. We'll, we'll, we'll stop talking about that. <laughs> anyway, uh, they, they, he takes him out to uh, a lake and says, go ahead, pull the trigger, kill yourself. If you don't, I'll kill you, but do it with honor. It's like, what do you mean with honor? What did, come on, don't, don't, what are you doing? Anyway, yeah, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme decides to come in and finally save the scene. And uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I caught him. Looks like he caught you. And uh, anyway, they send some guy aboard to go get him and they fight and stuff. It's really bizarre. He kills the boat. Uh, it's no. <laughs> the, the whole scene is mostly worth forgetting. So they decide to leave and go take... Uh, Take refuge at Uncle Doovy's house. Uh, Uncle Doovy is sitting in there, points a shotgun. I guess both of them is just really irascible, isn't he? Oh yes, the uncle character played by noted actor Sonald Dutherland. <laughs> they apparently couldn't be bothered to get him. So it's like, let's get this other old white guy with a beard, and he'll be like, "Oh, you kids, get out of my barn! I have a gun too." <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you ever see the end of, uh, or any part of, I guess, Children of Men? Yes. You remember when the old guy is outside that cabin and gets killed? <laughs> That's all I could think about that entire scene. I kept waiting for him to say, pull my finger. <laughs> anyway, so he's just like, go, I'll hold him off. No, we're, I won't leave you because I left Orlando Jones' brother to die. I didn't do it. And uh, he's like, no, go, no, stay, no, go, no, stay. I was like, oh, no, I'm sick. Okay, I'm going to go out here yeah, and get like myself he's... killed. I won't even pull the trigger. Like, like he's trying to prove a fucking point to the dude who already wants to kill him. Like, I won't leave this guy. See? See? We're in mortal fucking danger right now, and he told us to leave, but I'm not going to leave. Okay? I didn't kill your brother, all right? I, I wanted to die, but now I don't want to die. I didn't kill your brother, but I'll kill myself if you really want me to. Anyway, <laughs> it is at this point in the movie where... <laughs> he doesn't care. He Zan doesn't care about this movie at all. He does not give one single shit about being in this movie. Yeah, Xander Cruz comes by to uh, <laughs> uh, give a little bit of backstory. <laughs> and uh, he decides to talk about Train Island. I mean, uh, his uh, his goose. He had oh a goose God. on his grandmother's farm or something like that called Edith, named after the French singer Edith Piaf. And as soon as he said Edith Piaf, I was just like, oh my God, did a goose direct Bat or Catwoman? Well, he ends up mispronouncing it and calling, her and calling the goose Edith Piaf. Or something like that. It was really, really hard. As soon as you said it, all I could think about was a goose with that basketball seat in everyone's face. <laughs> Just a big flopping goose in behind the camera. Can you imagine that <laughs> goose? bounces off the wall. Can you imagine that goose being spooked by CGI Nightmare Halle Berry? Oh my god. <laughs> Just CGI. <laughs> what did he say? Sexier. <laughs> No, no, no. Swing your hips more when you walk. We can't tell you have a butt. 
Tom Lone rhymes with bone. He's <laughs> <laughs> just jumping up and down and flapping every time she talks about wanting to fuck him. <laughs> during the whole, during that whole scene with the uh, Ferris wheel, it's just flying around all over the place looking for breadcrumbs. <laughs> All yeah, right. That, was, that movie was a couple weeks ago. Let's let's stay on task here. It's forever. <laughs> yeah, that, that is an all timer. That's one of my favorite episodes. All right. So what happens next uh, after that guy gets killed? They run um, some oh, no, more. Wait, they they uh, the group the 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 outlaw heroin mounties. They find. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you mean heroin? Because <laughs> he does not pronounce that the, H. The pure, pure uncut heroin. <laughs> this movie's really because good. There aren't any H's in French, I guess. No. Um, Why do they name the goose something with so many consonants? <laughs> good question. Yeah, so oh yes, yeah, my up. goose, Stephen. Edith, are you fucking and, and then he ends up killing his grandmother because a grandmother killed the goose. So it's yeah. to drive home, oh, this guy is insane. I mean, like all vegans. To, to be honest, to be honest, that's kind of shitty to like take this take this this goose that your that your grandson really really loves and then yeah, slaughter it yeah, and yeah, feed it to yeah, him like yeah. that's that's kind of kind of but his whole kind of shitty that became a vegan. Okay. You know, it's that Jean-Claude Van Damme's villain origin is like a Ron Swanson joke. <laughs> I love I love that every time he's like he's running through the forest, he stops and he forages for food because when you're a vegan, you have to constantly be eating fruit to keep your energy up. Yeah, he just looks for these like these little wild berries out there. It's like, yeah, oh he's dude. Like, you're a strawberry. I did not know you grew in these pots. Next scene. Red a sweet Jump egg cut. to eat. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, yeah, the part where, it, uh, I swear to God, I, I guess I wanted this to happen so bad in my brain the first time I watched this. I thought they blew the cabin up, but they never did. But it would have been so good if it had been hard target style where they just blow the fucking cabin up. <laughs> they used all of their budget on the CD he used to slit that guy's throat. <laughs> that CD, that, that CD that was a bunch of English lessons that Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> decided not to take. Hold on to monkey phonics. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a Mario teaches English. Where he kicks a bunch of people in the face and then brutally slits someone's throat with a broken CD-ROM. <laughs> All right, yeah, so he, uh, he uh, he actually he ends up killing he ends up killing people like one of every way that you can kill people without without involving like nuclear weapons. <laughs> He I mean, like he slits he slits two throats. He um he does smothering uh, smothering and suffocation. He does asphyxiation with his giant yummy thighs. Uh, there I don't think he drowns anybody, but he does like he does break what two necks. <laughs> he uses a branch to murder two people. Oh yeah, yes he does. He just like he's staking them th- like they're fucking vampires. Well, what a wonderful uh, movie that I would have never known existed if it wasn't for this terrible podcast. Yeah, so uh, uh, Henry Taylor is getting his butt kicked by some guy. Anyway, Clay comes out of nowhere. I forgot where he went, but he comes back by stabbing this guy in the neck. They're like, "Okay, let's uh, let's go try to find Xander. We could uh, call the police, but let's let's call let's uh, find this guy." See, well, no, they are trying. They are trying to call the like they're trying to get off the island, but they're being hunted by these dudes. So they're like, "Well, I guess we have to like confront them." And then, well, um, well, the real reason they have to confront them is because otherwise we don't have a movie. Because, and then maybe confront ourselves. Because every time a black guy calls the cops, that only ends in good things. 
Yeah. It's Canada. They have different laws. So uh, <laughs> they get another call so from who could it Canada. possibly be? Yeah, we're Canada. we're here in Maine. <laughs> you got like haunted cars and all kinds of bullshit going on here. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> so Kayla calls him up and is like, "Hey, uh, did it still? On? Oh wait, I actually got captured by Xander Corvus, <laughs> and oh, his yeah, dick she, is like, so back. big, and I am so ready." To, uh, oh no! You are no 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 no. We can't we can't get to Kaylee yet. You're missing so much so much murder, like a lot of a, a lot of murder. A lot of filming day for night and a bunch of silhouettes and jump cuts. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, thing is at some point for me, it just all forest. blends together. You know? Yeah, I know. It's it's one of those it's one of those films where your brain gets because I talked to you about this. This I'm really is mindless makes violence. Makes your brain tired. This movie will make your brain tired. Yeah, and there's it's a solid forty five minutes. None of my notes involve the plot. It's just well, then this guy gets murdered this way. Yeah, yeah. people and looking for each other. Goose. People getting murdered. Like all, all six of all six of his uh, of his mountie comrades oh, get murdered one way I, or another. I, I will say so the one. one. Guy, they they end up stabbing they end up stabbing one dude in the throat like like a, a fucking the, the tripwire like he steps in a tripwire and a like fucking vine knife comes out of the ground and stabs him directly in the throat which and is funny because if it was Jean-Claude Van Damme it would have gone right over his head I know and then the third guy gets into a fight with uh uh what the fuck is his name I've been calling him Tesht in my head because of his uh because it's Tom Everett Scott Henry Taylor, so I've been calling him Tesht. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> he was great in C-Lap. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, wow. then, and then they leg fight, and they're on the ground leg fighting. And then Dude, leg fighting is the, fun. The bad, guy has, the bad guy has a knife in his neck because Orlando Jones shows up out of nowhere because black people blend into the forest. Whoa, That's Chinese film-goer opinion. It's <laughs> all topical. Yeah, she, she was yep. listening to me. Anyway, that was uh, the no, we did not talk about the one that really comes to my mind here. Is they're they they're followed by three people, and one guy falls into a hole, and he starts yelling. And I'm like, oh, what yeah. is he yelling about? Like, oh, I fell in a hole. Like, oh, okay. I fell in a hole. What am I so mad about? And then you see just what happened to his leg. The makeup people are behind the scenes. And he has, he has like this fucking stick going right through his yeah, femur. He got he got stabbed with a Vietnamese poop stick. It was, it was the entire thing was just something out of Rambo. It was uh, it was some, yeah, it was some it was good, pretty some graphic by a, by a frog man who usually only operates in the water. Now I have to wonder at this point why was the movie called Enemies Closer? I'm not entirely sure. Um, because Orlando Jones is his enemy, but he has to work together, so he has to keep his enemy. Closer. Face. Oh. Shut up. Closer. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the whole. That's the whole premise. Okay. I wish this movie opened with Nicolas Cage sniping a kid on a carousel <laughs> instead of a fucking plane crash. Is that why we don't see any kids in this movie? <laughs> yes. We're all on that plane. Oh man. I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised that the Navy SEAL frogman uh, paid so much attention to picking up trash and whatnot when, you know, who cares about the environment when you have heroin in the water and heroin. drug people that you have to destroy utterly? That's topical. <laughs> he spends so much of this movie being like, "Hey guys, we have to protect this forest." They're like, I'm gonna stab this motherfucker in the throat. I'm and gonna tear I'm gonna out set, everything. I'm gonna set the forest on literal fire. <laughs> I'm going to burn this place to hell where it belongs with all of you in it. <laughs> so good. Okay, anyway, that's the end of Mother. So talk about enemies closer. <laughs> uh, 
So Kayla does so come in at some point. Now, the part as, as soon as I saw Kayla, I was like, she's going to come back and she's going to kick at least one guy's ass. I, I knew that was going to happen. Anyway, yeah. turns out she was bullshitting the whole time. Don't, and, no, no, uh, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We might as well be. No, so she's there's that, there's that whole God sequence bless. where where uh, Van Damme has her like captured, and then uh, what the fuck is his name? The home improvement kid shows up at the cabin, <laughs> and 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 uh, Van Damme is just stand is just standing there completely unarmed in the doorway, and and he's got his gun okay. Now that part is worse. Like, worth like, talking just about. fucking shoot him. There he's are right so there. many times to just pull the trigger, and he's just like, no, I'm nah. going to take you in like Batman. I'm or a some good shit. person. It was terrible. It was like, just pull the trigger. But then I'm glad he didn't, because the more yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme in this movie, the better. Anyway, yes. it turns out Kayla was just fucking around the whole time. She was not actually a good guy. She was working for Xander the whole time. Yeah, and... it was really funny. She almost slipped into, she slipped into a tiny bit of an accent when she was, when, when um, oh shit, I can't remember exactly what she said. But she said his name, and then I remembered what uh, Van Damme's character's name was, because I didn't remember and then she kind of like vaguely slipped into a french canadian accent and i was like you duplicitous bitch it's a good show. finally someone agrees with me yeah exactly <laughs> anyway uh so she ends up kicking orlando jones ass yeah <laughs> like like a fair bit yeah i knew with she was going to kick someone's ass and it's all it's like fighting which by the way is the best kind of i'm glad someone finally realizes that it's all about the legs <laughs> Which although it's she, also about the eyes. When he looks and goes, I see it in your eyes. You're not a killer. <laughs> and then she straight up shit in my and eyes. And then she and kills she, except my eyes. <laughs> yes, you can't Which, see shit in my eyes except my eyes. That was uh, okay. Wait, wait, okay, as soon as he says, I, I look into your eyes and I see you're not a killer. The first thing I thought of was Metal Gear Solid. You got rookie <laughs> eyes, Meryl. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's my second favorite line in the movie. That you can't see shit. Well, in my I think eyes. we all know our favorite. I think we all know our favorite line. Oh yes, that's why oh, yeah. I said second favorite. Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that when we get to it. Anyway, she yeah. kills three cops. Third so she does indeed up. have the eyes of a killer. Go ahead, Parker. What's your third favorite? Uh, well, we'll get there pretty soon. Okay. When uh, yeah, she so meets her end. A, a couple of a couple of ice agents. Why is it ice? Like what? They should be the fucking forest service or something. Like what? Immigration is services in Maine. What the fuck? It's no. Admittedly, it's on an island that like straddles uh, straddle that that. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Please say it straddles, straddles the again. line between America and and Canada, and I think half the island belongs to Canada and half the island belongs to America, which is why the Mounties were able to show up in the first place and pretend Boring. to be Mounties. Boring. Sounds like story. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I have no Can we talk about leg what? fighting again? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, some ice guys show up and. Uh, and he comes, and, and Orlando Jones comes running off the thing. He's like, shoot her! Shoot her! Shoot her! Shoot her now! <laughs> and then she just turns around and fucking cold, just, just blasts them both to death. And then he's like, oh shit, you actually do have the eyes of a killer. Oh, <laughs> I this <just> guy you. <laughs> has been on this planet for at least four, maybe five decades. And his plan was, I'm gonna come running out of the forest, me a black man, and scream at these cops to shoot this white woman. <laughs> yeah, yes, that is going that's to work. That's Our plan. hero. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I will say this. So she, anyway, uh, she's with uh, what's his name with uh, Orlando Jones, and mm -hmm. uh, both Henry Taylor, 
played by Tom Everett Scott, and Jean-Claude Van Damme come back on them, and you think it's going to be a Canadian standoff, but it's not. And uh, so she fails to <laughs> Is that kill... Is just apologize the whole time? No, that's when they... <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Uh, that's, uh, they're, they're just... That was better than anything I could come up with, I have to admit. Uh, so... <laughs> Anyway, she fails to kill either one of them. Guns at each other. I'm sorry, I'm pointing my gun at you. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm pointing my gun at you. Sorry. Anyway, they they're they're able to escape. Our two good guys. And fucking Jean Claude Van Damme goes up to her, and Parker, what does he say to her? <laughs> he walks right up to her, kneels down next to her, goes, "You fuck up, baby." That's not good. And breaks her just neck. Snaps her it neck. snaps it really hard right there. All in one take. Parker. Yeah. Parker. Parker. Oh my god. Parker. Alex. Parker. <laughs> Can you imagine if the last thing you see on God's gray earth is 57 year old fucking Jean Claude Van Damme's grandma dried apple head face with that blonde wig on there and then everything goes black? As you pay the 30 pieces of silver to the ferryman to take you to the underworld, all you can talk about the entire time is like, yeah, it looked like that monkey from the Jungle Book. What was going on with that? (laughs) I couldn't even find my papa. (laughs) But I did find my grandmama. She's she's literally the only she's the only female in the movie that's in the movie for more than ten seconds. That's a good point. Yeah, the only other one I saw was a woman at the beginning of the movie. Diversity. <laughs> so, uh, Alex, does this movie pass the Bechdel test? I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> like not even on the first try. There's no scene where a woman's on screen not describing a cooked goose or apples. Oh, Therefore, or Henry Taylor's dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, need two, you need two women for it anyway so I, I don't know it doesn't her work. long dialogue about how yeah usually it makes me fuck these people I'm just gonna shoot you oh my god okay, okay yeah. movie, <laughs> this movie is very regular incredibly woke movie very woke uh, <laughs> well, this movie started with no, like Ice Age just being the bad guys yeah. this movie might be woke oh never mind <laughs> Alex it is, it is pronounced woke so uh <laughs> you wouldn't understand yeah she's right. she's not a she's not actually woke she's fake woke so it's like being fake based uh alex i'm going <laughs> Keep to those hearts coming alex alex i'm going to do you a kindness what uh how, how about you tell me about the climax of this movie good luck paint paint the scene for me paint the paint with it's this brush seriously, it's, it's these that oils. fucking like where your brain is so tired by this point you're just very like, very tired no they're on a boat hey, they're, they're on you know a who, boat i don't know you know but who yeah, didn't paint um, the scene the fucking cinematographer because i didn't see a goddamn thing in those trees <laughs> that entire fight i could not tell I you what happened um, all i could tell you is he walked up and went i use all five senses and then just looked up and saw him and started climbing <laughs> okay no there okay there's some stuff that we that we missed in between kayla uh, shooting the ice dudes and Van Damme snapping her neck. Um, it's when uh, Henry, uh, Henry is that his name? Henry. Sure. Henry gets gets up in his his frogman suit. And you guys forgot the part where one of where one of Van Damme's buddies shot his canoe. <laughs> no, I talked about that. He said, "I said he killed the boat." <laughs> he killed the boat. Yes, you're right. He did kill. It. Yes, he killed the boat. Oh my god. Anyway, um, he goes and. He dives. He dives in the. Um, he dives in the thing to go get the uh, the heroin and comes back up with a duffel bag full of heroin and, and Van Dam looks at it like he's going to eat all of it at once. Um, <laughs> and then they go back to shore. Kayla gets her neck snapped, and 
Um, by the way, Henry does not seem to give one single shit. Like, he doesn't even fucking notice. Because they come back on shore, and Orlando Jones is holding a gun to her head, and she's like, oh my god, oh my god, shoot him, oh my god, he's so oh and, <laughs> and, like, losing her fucking mind. And Henry just runs with the heroin. He just takes off. Van Damme stops, snaps her neck, and just goes, Wah! and then runs after him. And they get onto another boat. And, uh, somehow, oh, God. <laughs> Hold on. I need to collect my thoughts. I don't know where I am now. Hey, Parker, how you doing? <laughs> um, oh, okay. Well, somehow they end up back on a boat, the two of them, Van Damme and Henry. They end up on the boat again. And, uh, somebody else is going to need to deliver the line for me because I can never fucking remember it. Uh, he, they, she shoots the gas tank and then Henry jumps off the boat and there's gas all in the lake and then he lights a signal flare and lights the trail of gasoline and, and the trail immediately leads back to the boat and Van Damme stares at it and says fucking gasoline I knew it ruined everything and then it cuts away for a second. And then it cuts it back. It cuts away to the fire, and it cuts back, and he just goes, <laughs> and the whole thing explodes. It was... Parker, should we put in the Rich Evans laugh right there? Because oh, <laughs> the closest approximation would be the Rich Evans laugh. To... <laughs> <laughs> why, why, don't you just, why don't you just use the actual audio from the movie? Because I bet I can really... find it. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing's going to come quite so close. You might as well just use the original, because it's really was, fucking funny. I'm um, just going to screen cap his face in that moment, too, because yes. it is ghoulish. <laughs> that might be that might be the, the shot to use, because you still see his hair and everything. Yes. He's properly lit for once. And then they, and then um, uh, Henry arrives back on shore, and Orlando Jones is just like, let's get out of here, and then credits. <laughs> I like I like this I like this um the the line from the Wikipedia says the boat explodes killing Xander and burning the stash. Clay then pulls Henry who forgets that Kayla is dead from the shore. <laughs> That's it. That's the same whole movie. same movie. I also <laughs> forgot she was dead. <laughs> okay, by uh, the way, when the uh, two things about the credits. First of all, the cast with and Orlando Jones. Yeah. Okay. And Orlando Jones. And second of all, this movie starts with a Peter Hyens film. Yep. Okay, movie. Yep. Call um, it a film, I guess. We, uh, we forgot the part where um, Xander or Van, Van Damme and Henry are in a tree, and 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 he's and and. Henry is desperately trying to scramble up the tree and Van Damme just like reverse parkours up the tree to get to him and then they all fall they fall out of the tree and like you do <laughs> for this thing literally say I have no idea what's happening in this tree and then right underneath it don't ask how but they're on a speedboat that's all I have for that entire section because yeah, I don't it. have any that's it uh, so one 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 other thing that I want to mention about this movie is um, we we're watching the we we're watching the credits because the why not it's all in French and the entire production crew the entire production crew is Russian and not just like <laughs> not 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 just the occasional Dimitri but all of their last names end in of ov every single one of them With, you guys this is Russian troll propaganda. Like in a made into a movie. This is this is a series of Russian tweets made into a film and released on DVD. 
That's about that's about what I expected. See, the Russians are I'm really good at propaganda. <laughs> he needs to find out about this. Wait, who what now? Eric Garland needs to know. The <laughs> <laughs> trolls have infiltrated our movie. Oh my god. He's, he's, he, can, can you imagine a 57 tweet thread about enemies closer? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, scene. Parker. His blonde hair reminds me of Donald Trump's hair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh it's my god. Too voluminous for that. <laughs> he oh looks like god. a Ben Garrison portrait of Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and he's about as muscle bound as a Ben Garrison portrait. The only difference is he's like five foot shorter. Oh my, oh my god. god. This beautiful, beautiful movie based on a true story. Oh my god. There's literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten names in a row under the art department that all end in a V. This <laughs> is incredible. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Where, I, I gotta if, look that up. If there was like a moose in there, it would have been named Bullwinkle. Oh my god! <laughs> Literally, everyone that under stunts ends with an OV. Yeah. I told you. I knew it. I fucking knew it, man. This is how they're getting to us. So this is incredible. In a way, Enemies Closer was responsible for the election of Donald Trump, which makes it. Yep. The most important movie we've ever watched. Checks Who's, out. I'd like to thank this movie. Brothers. I'd like to thank Jean-Claude Van Damme for making America great again. Uh, Build the wall. Oh God. <laughs> and find her papa. Where? Wait, I want to see. Where did you? Where did you find the the credits? IMDb. I'm looking at IMDb, but. Cast and crew. To click the full cast. Oh, okay. It's like. Up here. That's weird. This is the only movie those two brothers wrote together. How oh, yeah. strange. I'm assuming they're brothers. Parker, can you tell me more about the man who directed this movie? <laughs> oh. So, when you get movies like this and you go to the IMDb, you assume it's going to be a bunch of, you know, a bunch of directed TV movies, probably a couple Death Wish sequels, maybe some Death Proof. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Death Race, even. Yeah. Just really anything with death in the title. Yeah. Yep. Except Death Proof. Probably which has Danny Trejo too. in it. Imagine my surprise when I see Time Cop, Sudden Death, and End of Days on this man's directorial credits. And you can't skip the relic. I mean, for fuck's sake, you can't skip the relic! I try as hard as I can to skip the relic every day in my life. Yes. I love to get the relic whenever I play Crash Bandicoot. Man, that was... How'd you know? Because you know? <laughs> I'm so fucking good at that game. And it's coming out for it's all systems now, so you guys have no excuse not to play movie. it. Make like three decades ago where Jean-Claude Van Damme is a cop who can time travel and then they reunited to make this piece of shit this, so this was probably uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's favorite director that's why he was comfortable enough to allow him to just riff just Dude, riff Johnny boy all of the stunt all of the stunt people are Russian they all end in these they, wow! Like I, I'm just taking this in. I'm soaking this in. Like this is, wow, wow. I'm, I'm it's impressed. I'm honestly impressed. I did not think Russia had it in them, but apparently they do. <laughs> do you I think the hair was a personal choice? Yes, yes. I a thousand percent oh, believe that. So. Uh, he went to like the wig department. Was like, is that one? <laughs> oh man, I hope so. Sew it into my scope. <laughs> it shall be mine forever. This movie had a five million dollar budget. That's incorrect. <laughs> that's what it says. I mean, I, I believe that's what it says. Four million dollars. I do not believe that's real. 
Where do you think they spent yeah, that money? Uh, on Orlando all Jones. <laughs> Orlando Jones is not expensive. <laughs> I bet Correct. that I bet the highest paid. Orlando Jones was the producer, not the executive producer. He was just producer. So Orlando Jones oh, is one running a... around making big decisions here. No, this that is a means, passion project. That means he had. That means he had one idea, and they were like, "Yeah, all right." And they had. And then That's they had not how production there. credits work, but okay. <laughs> What if in this scene he was like, hey man, sometimes you have to leave a guy in trouble. And I look at him like, ah, oh, geez, you got me. All right, here's a producer credit. He did great. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, yeah, we'll make Kayla a bad guy. at the end of the movie, so it's fine. Yeah, at the end, oh yeah, the movie just ends. The movie's just like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, you got what you came for, right? It it's it follows the it follows the typical um, Japanese method of filmmaking the old Japanese method of filmmaking where there is no denouement it's all climax and then credits. He grabs him on his shoulder, carries him out of the water. He's like, "Hey, man, don't tell anyone." Credits roll. Not even an hour twenty. <laughs> yeah, that's ex- <laughs> that's exactly what they intended to do. All I can think about is that fucking car at the very the beginning. Agonizing. Car on the top of the... I'm just imagining the clown laughing for Twisted Metal 2. That's exactly and what I hear. And the cheat code and I can get to Tokyo. <laughs> Why a dark tooth? <laughs> you wouldn't understand, Alex. We're talking about video games. Mm-hmm. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, next week we have John Leguizamo's Spawn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How dare you, first of all.